but now I am fully focused on Third and Hayden, which is my label management and publishing company. We're based in Atlanta. Uh, and I honestly feel like we have one of the best rosters in the business. And I can say that like with full, can I curse? Fucking yeah. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Not 97. We're continuing our community check-in series today with an episode that features the legendary Key Henderson, known as an artist advocate, a creative executive, a strategist, entrepreneur, and more. Key is a Grammy award-winning manager for her work with 21 Savage, one of the founders and former presidents of the influential Atlanta label since the 80s, and currently running her own ship at 3rd and Hayden, a creative incubation hub serving as a label management and publishing company. We talked through Key's prolific career from complex to 10 deep to managing artists full time, what she looks for in artists, how she approaches development and management, what inspires her and why she's willing to put her current roster up against any label in the industry, live from the studio and brought to you by The Orchard and Human Resources. This is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is Not 97. Enjoy. Well, 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 Key Henderson, welcome back to Not 97. First time in person, actually. I know. I know. We, I, I said this when we had uh, Sydney Madden on, and and her episode was the same season as yours, yep. the COVID yep. season. The COVID season. And yeah. so I really like having guests that were on the show remotely mm-hmm. here in person. And now it's like a whole nother vibe now. I feel like I've known you for a very long time. I know, but I think yeah. we met in person after that episode, which yeah. was like in yeah. 2020. No, 2021. I think it was 2020. I think it was 2020. Yeah. 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 Uh, welcome to New York. Yes, thank you. I love it here. Love being back. Yeah. How you been? You've been busy. I've been too busy, you know, but good busy. You yeah. Know, things are uh, matriculating in the ways that I saw in terms of my vision. Um, and so things are starting to, like, happen and feel good for everybody that we're working with and for myself. So, yeah, everything feels good. I guess before we fully get into it, do you mind introducing yourself and talking a little bit about kind of what you do, where you're from? For sure. So, Key Henderson, that's like key to a door. You know, I've been in music I think it's been 14 years. I think I did a count yesterday, literally, and it was like, whoa, it's a really long time. Um, so I guess I'm like a young OG of sorts. I've been managing talent since about 2009, um, and then around 2018, transitioned into running a label um, called Since the 80s, which I had co-founded at the time. Uh, I've managed artists from 21 Savage to Fat Man Key to 2-9, um, Saya, Azian, so many artists. I've worked with a ton of artists in my last in my 14 year journey, uh, but now I am fully focused on Third and Hayden, which is my label management and publishing company. We're based in Atlanta, uh, and I honestly feel like we have one of the best rosters in the business. And I can say that like with full, can I curse? Fucking yeah. confidence. Yeah. Before we fully get into Third and Hayden, which I do want to, I want to talk about the journey a little bit because I know. Beyond music, you've worked in media, you've worked in fashion. So, like, what what's that journey been like for you from, like, I know I was looking at the, the resume resume from Complex to 10 Deep and, yeah. and all that. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's funny when people say I've worked in fashion. I'm always like, I've worked in fashion? I know, streetwear. Yeah, like, streetwear yeah. to me is, like, 
punk. It's like music. It's like its own thing. Yeah. Um, so when you said that, I was like, oh, I did work in fashion. I like, forgot. Um, but, you know, all of it kind of stems from having a love of the culture, right? Like growing up, I thought I was going to run a music magazine. Like that was what my ultimate goal was. I wanted to interview artists. I wanted to, you know, kind of help springboard careers, right? And it all kind of stemmed from that. And um, I found my way just kind of like into like throwing parties and running a blog, uh, not really making any money whatsoever when I graduated college, but just kind of finding my way in terms of what I enjoyed, right? And then at some point it was just like an, an artist comes up to me and is like, hey, I want you to manage me. And then I started getting into management, but, you know, still not making any money. I was like, I got to get out of Atlanta uh, and figure out what my life looks like. And that's when I transitioned into working at Complex um, as a full-time person because I had interned at Complex before while I was in college. Um, but thankfully that same HR person was like, yeah, we got a job for you as an assistant. If you can, you know, get yeah. up here for the interview and it worked out. Um, but all of it just is, is surrounding the culture. Right. So like I moved to New York in 2010 as like an assistant. I wasn't even on the fun side of complex. A lot of people don't know that. Like I was on the business and marketing side. I'm assisting the CEO and the vice president. I'm running like ad buys and doing marketing decks. Like none of it was like talking to artists and doing yeah. fun shit. Uh, but on the side I was managing. So anyway, long story short, like that just brought me closer to the business and the infrastructure that existed here in New York, you know, like just learning how to like navigate the city, meeting a bunch of contacts. And I kind of became the New York plug for a lot of people back mm. home in Atlanta. Cause everything I've always done is like serviced Atlanta um because atlanta is like a lot of the reason why i'm here in the first place you know yeah. and then at some point at complex i was like this is feeling too corporate i want to get closer to artists again and then that's when i started working in fashion at tim deep um and that for sure changed a lot of my trajectory in my career you know because yeah. scott sasso is arguably probably every streetwear designer's favorite designer yeah the, a lot of them probably won't say it out loud but i say it at you know, there's influence there. It's a lot of influence. Yeah. Like Scott's one of the greatest designers that there is. And being able to work under him, he actually put me on the Chance the Rapper. I was reminiscing on that the other day, but he was very tight with the culture because that's yeah. what motivated his, his work. And know? they were sponsoring mixtapes and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they created that. Yeah. That whole era of blog, the blog era, which we're all talking about right now on Twitter. Like he, Tim Deep was a very vital part of that. Yeah. You know? being able to work with them like even kind of a little bit after that chapter was like pretty important to my career in, in music for yeah sure. so you've been kind of in management or managing artists in some way since those early days yeah full-time since 2015 that's like the wor last time i worked a job um but i've been managing since 2009 how did that transition go to doing it full-time like do you, do you feel like that was like what's that learning process like i mean it was ballsy for sure you know, I was I was working with Tim Deep and my girlfriend at the time was like, I want to move to L.A. We were starting to get like a lot of interest from like uh, promoters and just different people in L.A. that were interested in Key. I was working with Fat Man Key yeah. at the time. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I'd be down for that because it was it was seemingly at that time, like a little bit of a migration happening in 2000. Was that 15, 16 of people leaving New York and going to L.A.? And um, I was like, yeah, sure, this sounds cool. Let me maybe talk to Scott and see if I can, uh, you know, maybe freelance in L.A. because we were talking about opening a store and obviously having an L.A. presence was important. But um, 
somehow convinced him to like allow me to f- be like a freelance person you know cut my salary in like half and you know had that money to like survive and pay rent and then the rest of the money i was making was off of the work i was doing with key yeah um and so at a point when that money that i was making from key became more than the 10 deep money it was like okay it's time to leave 10 deep it's and time. focus on the music so so like fast forwarding a couple important years but fast forwarding to third and hayden i know you bill it as kind of a creative incubation hub mm-hmm. and so i'm wondering kind of like if you can explain that term essentially and, and how you uh how you see what third and hayden really is and, and represents yeah you know i um at some point i think that i realized that my strength lies in uh taking something from the very beginning right um which a lot of people can't really say that they do right is is finding something and seeing you know its possibilities before it's hatched or before it's flourished um and so the incubation piece of it is like you can come to third and hate it and start your career and feel safe and your creativity safe and really build it in a way that you envision for yourself and then after that incubation you can go do what you want to do yeah ideally it's still with us right in some capacity whether that's management whether that's with the label whether that's on the publishing side doesn't really matter um if you want to be a major artist go be a major artist because i'm not anti-major as much as i say fuck labels you know sometimes that actually works for artists yeah um at the right time but i'm always like a very very vocal about like going into a label situation with leverage Right, go in how Twenty One Savage went in, you know, where he's got probably the best deal in the business. Yeah, he makes the majority of his money. Um, so that's what I'm preaching, right? It's not like, oh no, never sign to a major. Like, no, sign to a major when you know you're gonna have your creative. Control. Yeah, just have leverage. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so that's what our company is designed to do: is help you build that leverage from the ground up, mm. which a lot of people are not, um, you know, willing to take that risk. And then how do you kind of like look at, I mean, I know it's different from every artist in terms of like artist development, mm-hmm. but for you, is that like, is, is that a hands-on process? For sure. Um, I try to be as hands-on impo- as possible. I think right now, because we have so many artists, it's hard for me to be as hands-on as I would like, but you know, a lot of the ideation um, comes from, it's a collaborative effort, of course, but like, I like to be involved in all that. Yeah. I like to be involved in the creative. I like to see the video treatments. Even if I'm not coming to the video shoot, I want to see what all that looks like because at the grand, like, end of, like, the the goal is to get you here. I just want want to know that everything you're planning as an artist is aligned with getting us there, Yeah. you know? Um, So it is a very hands-on process, for sure. And so, and it's set up with the three tiers of management, label, and publishing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's some artists that are managed by us that are not, signed to the label and then vice versa there's some artists on the label that are not managed by us yeah kind of just varies I, I prefer to work with artists that um that have teams coming in and then kind of grooming that manager to be yeah. the best manager they can be because i don't think i had that kind of grooming like at all yeah <laughs> just kind of had to figure it out um so I, I actually welcome artists that have managers that just like that art that manager might need a little push you know a few more contacts a little bit of expertise yeah no, I think that's great. I, mean, I was talking to a manager today about that, of mm-hmm. just kind of like, uh, unless you have like a mentor, yeah. you're just like, we're going to figure it out. You're just figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, um, 
you know, it's still all possible, but you know, you'd have a much better go at it having somebody like, hey, that's probably a bad deal. Don't do that deal. Yeah. You no, hundred <laughs> percent. You yeah. know what I mean? So end of last year, mm-hmm. y'all inked a JV with SoundCloud. Obviously, SoundCloud has been like a, a huge influential space in music for the last decade plus. For sure. So what did it kind of mean to, you know, do do a partnership and, and get in connection with SoundCloud? Yeah, you know, with SoundCloud, like you said, like SoundCloud to me is like um, as an artist, right? That's sometimes your first entry point. Yeah. Right. And before DSPs were so accessible, you know, before you could get on DistroKid and just put a mixtape out or whatever, like SoundCloud was kind of the way that you got your your voice heard and in front of a lot of people. And I feel like it was it's been very pivotal to almost every artist I've ever worked with yeah. in terms of um growing. I think Key, Fat Man Key, uh would probably be the first artist that I work with that like SoundCloud was like a big part of our strategy. So being able to partner with them, for me d- it, it was bigger in a in sense of like just kind of feeling the story, you know what I mean? Because it was just very aligned in terms yeah. of how we think about artistry, in terms of how we think about independence, in terms of how we think about access for artists, you know? But them, like, just being aligned with how I want to work, it was super big to me, Yeah. right? It's like, I want these artists to, to know that, like, yeah, it's independent, but I want it to feel as major as it possibly can. I want it to feel big, Yeah. you know? And that's all possible with them. So I'm really grateful to be you know, able to take a chance with, with somebody else's money. Yeah. <laughs> also, I guess like even, um, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm almost like not, it's not like superstitious, but it's like things feeling like the right time or like mm-hmm. the right thing. And like you talking about how, uh, a decade ago you and fat man key are like using SoundCloud as a strategy. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a JV with SoundCloud and you're back working with Fat Man Key. Yeah. So it's like a beautiful, yeah, like, yeah. full circle thing. No, that's my kid, man. Like, he's like my kid brother and my kid at the same time. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, for sure, it's very, I guess it's serendipitous. I don't know what the word is, but it feels good yeah. to be able to, like, be reunited with him in a way that we're, we're both different people than we were, you know, however long ago that was. Um, he's exhibited a lot of growth. I'm still on my own growth journey and it's nice like to be at it again and I think this run is gonna be the one. Like, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Kinda like thinking about working with Key, but just any artist that you work with, what are the things that you look for in an artist? Oh, things that I look for in an artist vision is really important to me. Artists that kinda know who they are and know where they wanna go. Um, you don't have to know how to get there. Yeah. You know, just knowing where you want to be is important because as a manager it's like you know my job is just being an extension of you and helping you fulfill that vision right and helping you get there helping you figure out the steps so that's super important (sighs) at this age you know working with kind people is Mm. is important just from like a, a spiritual standpoint it's like important for me to feel uh to feel like i'm valued Right. And people understand that without me having to convince them or having to like beg for a voice in the conversation. You know, that's super important. Are there any um, like non-negotiables before getting into a working relationship? Yes. Uh, Abusers. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. You know, Um, people that disrespect black women, that's for sure not a thing. I think there's a fine line between disrespect and saying the b word in, in raps 
right? Like Ben uses the B word, but he yeah. absolutely respects black women. He loves black women with all his with all his heart. And actually, there's a line in one of his records, "All my hoes look like Russell Stover," um, and that is like, <laughs> I heard that and was like, you know, a lot of men, black men especially, don't get super excited about chocolate women. And I heard that bar and was like, I want to work with this person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. When have we ever felt so loved? Um, so yeah, those are probably deal breakers for me. Yeah. Abusers and people that don't respect black women. Morals. They need morals. Morals are nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I won't I won't pretend to be like perfect. Like I've you know, I've been young before. Uh, but this person today is like morals are super important. Yeah. For a kind of like um aspiring manager, I feel like every single day there's someone that's that's uh, becoming a manager. It's like I feel like Twitter. No, everyone's is just, a manager. Uh, everybody's a manager. Yeah, everyone's an artist. Too. Um, what do you what do you see as like kind of the key ingredients of the makings of a good manager? I mean, for me, you just have to care. Yeah. Right. I really do care about all of the people that I work with as like humans, and then as their artistry. Like I respect their artistry. I I respect how many hours it takes to to put into some work right into a body of work like i'm a creative my creativity looks a little different from most than my than my musicians that we work with but um i respect all that goes into that craft right yeah. like i know with anastasia for instance like working on a body of work for two and a half almost three years is like not small yeah you know and recording it and paying for it and finding the instrumentalist it's like i respect that and so much so that i want to make other people see it and respect it yeah right and i think care is like that's the first thing you want is like in a manager like does this person care about your well-being do they care about your art do they want to get in front of the right people you know yeah. are your visions aligned all that stuff super important yeah the less important stuff is actually like crafting a good email right because you can learn that stuff you can't really it's learn care care and trust yeah how do you discover music these days Man, I wish I had so many answers for that. I've been talking about music discovery and lack thereof like this whole year. You know, you guys have been doing an, a stellar job at filling some of that void. I still think it's massive. Yeah. Um, I'm really big on on my peers telling me about stuff. Trusted people who I think have good taste. Uh, sometimes a playlist will put me onto something where I'm like, Oh, I've never heard this before. I think the Fresh Finds playlist is is doing a good job still. Um, I'm putting on new people. My partner, she listens to a lot of like really worldly interesting things, so she'll I'll put on her playlist and discover a bunch of music. Yeah. Uh, most of it not from America, which is you know, fun. Um, but I need new ways to discover music. Yeah. For sure. In terms of like an artist mm -hmm. trying to get their music discovered. Mm -hmm. what do you see as like you know certain formulas for artists to like even just build community and, g and get their music out there i think yeah th you kind of just nailed it on the head is is the building community part is something not to take lightly right like being able to get even 10 to 15 people in a room is a big deal yeah in these in this day because it is so saturated it is so hard to get your music heard um, so if you're able to build a community around you as a person, as a brand, as a musician, that's massive to me, yeah. you know. Um, now, whether or not you're able to amplify that online to actually reach like a person like me or whomever, whatever manager or label, 
that's the hard part I feel like these days because again the saturation part but um I think being able to build community is massive and I think things are going back to that too like getting people in a space no matter how big or small I think is important yeah people just want to feel connected to something yes they want some more tangibility the digital stuff is like cool but it doesn't take a lot of thought to be digital yeah speaking of community you recently opened a space, oh, a community did. space did. in Atlanta. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of second bedroom is as a creative space, as a brand, um, kind of what the vision is? Yeah, yeah. So second bedroom, there's second bedroom and then there's console. So console is like the physical manifestation of of the things that we love, which is like music, art, home goods, furniture um, within a retail space, right? Yeah. So that's what console is. We're at Pont City Market, which is, you know, kind of like Chelsea Market here. Yeah. Um, very tiny space. Maybe it's like 450 square feet, but we sell vinyl records and, you know, a, a bunch of cool stuff. My best friend, uh, Kim Hall, is like the manager and head of like pretty much the whole thing because I'm so like neck deep on music stuff yeah. right now. Um, but it's been good. It's been it's really exciting just to have a space to have people commune and have a good time and like talk to each other again yeah. and hear good music and discover new shit, right? Whether that be old records or new artists, because we do have a wall that's like an art wall uh, that we like to feature up and coming like artists and photographers and things like that. So yeah, that's uh, that's console in yeah. a nutshell. Vi like the future of the space is kind of like having a permanent like creative space where you could do a mm -hmm. bunch of different things in there. Yeah, for sure. There's a couple different I have so many different ideas and it's like just never enough time or money. Um, money is easier than time these yeah. days. But, you know, the vision for consoles, like, yeah, like being able to be in this space where we have like this hi-fi listening experience, but also it's cafe, it's cocktails, it's it's sexy and it's something in Atlanta, which Atlanta unfortunately lacks a l in a lot of that. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a piece of the vision, but... Overall, in large, there's so many different parts that I want to get into, even on the nonprofit side of like teaching kids trade again, like working with their hands, yeah. you know, learning how to build, learning how to use CAD, learning how to do these things that um, they think is is not accessible to them. Yeah. Know? And I think that like the heart of that is community is just building community. For sure. yeah. yeah. What inspires you right now? Oh, what inspires me right now? It's a deep question, that. Yeah. Hmm. I think overall, just growth. Um, I'm inspired by who I know I can be. Mm. Um, also definitely afraid of it on a lot of days, right? Where it's like, can I actually get to this person that everyone else sees in me and that I sometimes I see in me where it's just like, everything requires so much work. You know, and sometimes that can be a bit daunting, but also inspiring. Yeah. So I think that's what's currently inspiring me. Um, and then just outside of myself, I think it's growth for my artists as yeah, well. Yeah, shout out the roster. Yeah, the roster is fucking special. Let them know. Who's the, shout out the whole yeah. roster. Uh, so Anastasia, who you saw last yeah. night. Incredible. Fucking unicorn. Like About to go on tour, right? Just released, yeah, just announced today. Just announced today. She's going to Europe. She has like eight days in Europe. And then the Soho Rising tour. Um, a couple festivals. That's like super exciting. Yeah. Um, she's in a lane of her own. Uh, very much like a folk artist. But 
could be rock, but then I think there's pop potential there. And by pop, I mean popular, yeah. not necessarily yeah, like yeah. bubblegum. Um, ben Riley, incredible rapper from uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn. He lives in Atlanta now. I think you obviously had an yep. episode with Here him. Yeah, on 997.1. Tap him. Very talented young man. Uh, he's got an EP coming up soon. Key on the label side, Fat Man Key. He's got a project with DJ Mark B, who is uh, 21 Savage's DJ. Amazing producer. Um, all the beats are great. Tony Snow was on there. Did you say it's called Marquis? Marquise. Marquise. Yeah, word. that's his uh, government name. Marquise Whitaker. Uh, Jordan Hawkins just dropped the EP, Foreplay. That's doing really well. Shout out to Fabo, Reggie Beckton, who yeah. are also on that project. Um, Azian has new music coming up finally. We're out of that Motown deal. Uh, so she's independent, about to do her thing again. Very excited for also her. Also doing voiceover and yeah she's, she's been going crazy she yeah listen on the acting side because acting is different right the acting money is different acting time is different like she's gonna do really well yeah. in that space um if i had to compare her to any any artist it's always jennifer hudson where it's mm. like this this egot potential yeah you know yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. for like sure she gonna could, she could be on broadway one thousand percent one thousand percent um kenneth whalem very very excited about his next project he just did some stuff with glasper in Orlando, um, he's got a project coming out later this year, and I feel like I'm forgetting people, but I don't want to. Rico, mm. fuck, I can't, can't forget Rico. Rico. Fucking Rico, nasty. Can't dog. forget Rico. Rico is um, after this tour. I'm so excited th- for this tour to be over, even though tour is really fun. But ready to start working on her next album. Kenny Beats is executive producing it. Hell yeah. Um, it's gonna be great. It's going to be, I want to say album of the year, honestly, but yeah. yeah, who am I? Well, you said at the top, you could put that roster against any, any. Hands down. Any team. And that's no disrespect because I love, I love all my peers like killing yeah. shit right now. LVRN, QC, everybody has great rosters, but not better than mine. Yeah. And I love Black. <laughs> I love Summer Walker. They not seeing Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking shit. I'm talking big shit. It's different. shout out LVRM real shit. I, I think your roster is different. It's very different. Um, and 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 such a range. And there's a uh, the thing that is like really powerful to me is like each each artist has their own lane, mm-hmm. but they're the type of artist that you see, uh, and it doesn't take long to get it. No. Like, it's like you see it. Yeah. You don't have to be convinced. Yeah. It's right there. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. No. The, the each, each having a lane, too, is very important to me, right? As a manager, right, when you have that many artists, it's like you got to be able to field opportunities that, that make sense for everybody. Yeah. And it's so easy because no, nobody's the same yeah, on yeah. the roster. There's not one artist that I can look at and look over here and be like, oh, but how am I going to pick which one? No. Everyone's but so different. I feel like that's even funny to say because I feel like sometimes a manager has clients that are similar lanes so they they can easy plug and play. I don't like easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I'm taking the long road uh very much so, right? To go from like 21 Savage to what I'm working with now, people would be like, "Why would you even do that?" Yeah. Cuz naturally you would think, "Well, why wouldn't you just get another street artist?" Right. And because I have all the contacts, I have all the plugs, the clubs, all of those different things to send someone yeah. up that same formula but it's like no nah, i'm gonna do this thing yeah. over here you did that yeah did that already well 
thank you for coming here. Thank you. We've already had uh, Ben and Key on the show this season, and I'm excited to tap in with the rest of the yeah, roster when they're in. in New York. Tap <laughs> in. Let's go, man. I appreciate you always. Of course. Yeah. Also, you know, thank you for 